Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. episode 258 for May 24th, 2018. My name is Kelly Lynn. My name is Brian Bolivar. And I'm Adriel Michaud. Yay! Everybody here is here except for Trevor. Okay, what's Trevor up to? Why isn't he here? Oh, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure he got on the wrong plane. He uh, he was heading uh, from a match and uh, just took the wrong plane. And uh... Okay, hold on. Let's stop. Look. Okay, last week my monkey died. <laughs> that was my excuse. <laughs> like, come on, man. And and you were not nice about it, Adriel. You were mocking my dead monkey. That's how <laughs> <laughs> is cold. What okay, business look, do you have having a monkey, anyways? It's a free country. You yeah, can have a is. monkey if you want. It is. I'm sure I've paid taxes for it. No doubt. Yeah, it's, oh, it's all good in Ontario. You have. Yeah. Don't worry. Anyway, monkey yeah, okay. tax. Anyway, oh, so yeah, Trevor's oh, not here. Oh, oh, Carry on. Did you take it to IKEA though? I, um, did I take my monkey to IKEA? Yeah. Nope. Rest in something. <laughs> no, I don't get the joke and I don't care. <laughs> Google it. All right. No, nope, I'm good. All right. So Trevor is just losing his mind right now because he's probably listening to the show and we're making fun of him and he's stuck on a plane. Is there snakes on the plane? Oh, uh, yeah. Be fine. As long as there's no clowns, <laughs> that would be a problem. Where's the, where's the plane going? Is the plane going down to the plains of Africa? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. Wow. We're, we're just... a gun podcast, not a comedy podcast, and that and it shows. It's pretty, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, obviously, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice when do we do what we did in guns? Uh, I'm going to start with Brian, but before we do that, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearm retailer. Right now, they have a Remington 870 DM hardwood stock for almost 600 bucks. Um, Adriel, you put this in, didn't you? Huh? Huh? The A70? No, no. I, yeah, no, I did. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. oh okay. Adriel wasn't supposed to be here. I know. I yeah. went through and did some stuff as well. Anyway, yeah, so this what? is their... You can get the, detach, the new detachable mag version mm-hmm. for 600 bucks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hardwood? I don't mm-hmm. know about the hardwood part on a detachable mag. I understand like a hardwood on like a nice duck hunting shotgun, but hardwood on a detachable mag? It looks odd, doesn't it? That's kind of neat. It's classic. Yeah, classic. It's classic and mag <laughs> combined. <laughs> classic and kind of. It's a little bit steampunk too, um, mm-hmm. based on my view of the Remington, because it looks like they bolted on the magwell. But anyway, a I couple think- of little brass accents on there, a couple <laughs> of little like cogs and stuff. You got it yeah. going on. Any filigree. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, okay. a pretty decent price for an interesting shotgun. So go ahead and. Buy those up. Don't buy it. Um, I am going to defer to Adriel because Adriel's time is short. Oh, yeah. Why don't we, why don't we yeah. let Adriel go first? Yep. I gotta I gotta go do some three gun stuff. So we've got uh, a bunch of uh, people out that are gonna do some skills and drills, and uh, I'm gonna go help at that. So I'm actually gonna bolt. Uh, I, I am going to shoot my 1911 and see 
how high it is at a set distance and therefore what size uh, sight I need on the front. I'm going to shoot my Glock. I changed my lower out on my AR-15, but I put everything else in it. So if that trigger works in my AR-15 on that lower, I guess I'll have to paint a lower and I'll have a spare white one just kind of kicking around ready to rock and roll. So cool with with some sketchy pinholes, right? Maybe. I mean, it works with everything else. It's worked with like, I've had a couple of, I had a mil spec trigger in there. I had a two stage national match. Okay. Those both worked fine. Just this one Elfman doesn't work in there. And it's like, it's finicky on, uh, on trigger pin position and whatnot. So is that a, is that not a cartridge type trigger or is it a yes. two piece? It's okay. a cartridge type trigger, but they're very particular in the way that it's mounted. Okay. And, uh, apparently that has like a, a impact on uh, on how the thing works so i'll uh, i'll test it anyways in my different lower and uh, that'll tell me uh if it's yeah. working or not but uh, otherwise yeah i got a bolt guys so sorry i can't stick around but uh have fun with the show thanks yeah. all right yeah the cat no <laughs> okay listeners we're back um technical <laughs> difficulties anyway all right not our fault. I'm, I'm gonna start with where i w- what i was doing in guns because that's kind of where we things. Yeah. Okay. So I got out to the range last weekend with the IBI match barrel and some test loads. Um, just doing, I did three five shot groups of three different uh, charge weights. Okay. Results were okay. Not exactly what I was hoping for. Still a minute of angle, but not like I was hoping like three quarters or less. Um, and certainly the more powder I was using, the more consistent my velocity was. So. I'm certainly leaning that way in terms of my charge weights. I may try tweaking that a little bit. I was talking with Ryan Stacy actually about it a little bit and yeah. he was getting good results with a fair bit higher powder charge, but he's using a different uh, cases. He, he's not using IVI cases like me. So his cases have a little bit more capacity. So I have to be really careful about getting too much pressure. So I'm not going to go crazy with it. We'll see what happens. I mean, minute of angle is still fantastic for what I'm yeah. doing. But if I'm going to tweak it a little bit, I may as well tweak it a little bit before I make a thousand rounds. Right. That's right. kind of my logic. Uh, um, yeah. Don't, don't pull a Trevor. Yeah, no, 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 no. I've, I've been there. I've done all those <laughs> things. Yeah. I've done, I've done the dumb things. Um, well. What was I was the, the worst was I was loading 45 and I was supposed to be loading four grains of powder and I had a beam scale and I had it on the wrong side of five. So I was loading six grains instead of oh. four grains. Okay. So yeah, I, I pulled those. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a pain. But yeah. anyway, that was years ago. So I pay attention more, more closer now. More better. Uh, more better. I try to, I try to not <laughs> blow myself up. That's what's really important. <laughs> not blowing myself up is, is key. Um, let's see. The other thing I finally put to put the uh, 20 minute rail on my 1022 that Greg May was so generous to provide me. So nice. and yeah. took that to the range, got that gun zeroed. So now I'm set for my, for maple seed. I've got a 20 MOA rail on my rifle. That's, that's key for maple seed, right? <laughs> Are you going, you're not going to the one that's out in Petawawa next weekend? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm, okay. um, yeah. I, yeah. I would love to go to a, a rimfire precision match. I'm actually starting to, to miss them, but just travel and weekends and right. I looked at my calendar. It's like, holy crap. I think I have a day free. I have two days free you, in June. I have you you know, June. you're complaining to the wrong person. I oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm, not <laughs> I'm totally not complaining. Kelly. And, and especially, no, no I would never, not. I would never try and one up you on busyness. There's no, <laughs> that's, that's just dumb. But yeah, I just, yeah, things are crazy. So I'm going to just yeah. not 
traveling all over Hell's Half Acre this this season. Um, I did order some new gel cups for my Howard Light Ear Pro. Nice. Last, last remember last year around Christmas time, I got some some MSAs, you know, the really yeah. expensive ones, yeah. which are nice. Yep. But I, I primarily got them because I couldn't get gel ear cups for my existing Howard Lights. Well, now there's a store through Amazon that ships to Canada. Yay! So, Yay. um, for the price, basically the same price as a pair of the Howard lights, I got the gel ear cup. So at least I'll have a backup pair that I'm not ashamed to give to somebody like here. These are really crappy. They'll right. sort of protect your hearing. So anyway, that's, that was a positive I jumped on that. Um, then I am waiting patiently for MD Charlton to send out emails as to when we can send in our three twenties to get the voluntary safety upgrades done. Um, just following them on CGN and it's slow. And I, yeah. I did go back and verify that I am registered for that. So just so I didn't, I haven't slipped through those particular cracks. So that's voluntary that's upgrade, right? Yeah. Voluntary upgrade for the, the whole drop safe thing. Yeah. Anyway, I just want it done. Just makes me, um, it, it suits my OCD to know that there's a safety upgrade for my pistol that I've can take advantage of. So, Right. We'll see when that happens. I don't know. And that's, uh, you know, kind of about it other than, um, other than, you know, thinking about what I'm going to do next for load development for this rifle. And, but then I got to figure out when I can get to the range anyway. So I don't have to be in a big rush because I can't go test it for a bit. So right. eh. Eh. no rush. what about you? What were you up to? I was in London last week. So we had a maple seed on both Saturday and Sunday, and I wanted to say thank you to George Hatch, who is from New Shooter Canada, if you didn't know, and also the Kremlin Sportsman Club for hosting us. It was actually a really nice range. It was um, it was nice. Uh, we had a little bit of bad weather on Saturday. Um, it was maple seeding, so basically downpoured for about an hour. And other than that, it was nice and sunny for the rest of the shoots. We were able to – it was kind of like our international meetup shoot that we – generally have we had bill wilson there and also miss stacy also came up from the u.s from michigan so it's pretty freaking awesome um we had some great shooters on the line on saturday we were able to uh have uh three new riflemen on saturday we had a couple of repeat people that came uh we also had uh one on sunday as well so um yeah it was a really really good time i really enjoyed london uh, i haven't spent much time there but i think we're going to go back so uh, what else? Oh, I got my registration for my new CZ or CZ in the mail today. Or sorry, not today. It was yesterday. So I made some photocopies of it. So it means I can actually go to the range and go shoot. But I also got our, uh, I need to go and renew my membership at the range. It's expired. So it means I have to actually pay for it so that I can go to the range. Now see, here, here's what's funny. I've always just used my transfer notification as authorization to transport. Yeah, no, I'm kind of funny that way. I just, I want the registration. Okay. But yeah, I I'm just, really I'm not, and a lot of people are confused with that. And I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm right, but mm -hmm. I think so. Cause I mean, you can bring something home from the store with your transfer. Right. You probably can, but I just yeah. wanted to make sure. And I make photocopies of it too. I, I oh yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I carried it in my wallet. I carried it in my purse. I carried it in my range bag, carried it in the gun. So that way, you know, there's no issues whatsoever. Yeah, it's always good to have copies of stuff. Yep. Right. So uh, one of the main reasons why I really didn't go to the range as well, because I was already going to a range for Maple Seed. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm hoping 
next weekend. This weekend we're in Smith Falls, uh, so both days. But the weekend after that, I am in Napanee, but only for one day. So maybe I can go to the range. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, I have been doing a lot with the charity shoot that's coming up. Uh, that's going to be happening in New Brunswick. Um, but yeah, so sponsorship. If you're not on the uh, charity shoot Facebook page, go and join uh, that. You can see all the sponsors that are starting to actually um, donate prizes and support them. So I posted another one today. And what else? Oh, the calendar. Yeah. So Monday is the last day for registration. Well, not registration, submissions for the calendar for the CCFR. So if you're interested, uh, go to the Canadian Coalitions for Firearms Rights uh, Facebook page. There's a post there about uh, submission for the the uh, Gunny Girl calendar. We'd like to see a lot of new faces this year. So if you're interested, go and uh, do a submission because sorry, Monday is the last day for that. And that's everything that I did in guns this week. Why don't we talk about upcoming events? I think that's a great idea. And okay. I stopped reading work emails while we're doing the. Uh... <laughs> okay. Uh, three gun. According to Adriel, three gun is finished in Canada. They've, they've closed up shop. There's no <laughs> more three gun anywhere. No. So uh, he's right now gone to Chaz to do a three gun thing, but yeah. yeah. Perry so, Fire is coming up soon. I guess. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have a special guest on our show soon, uh, but he's coming for Perry Fire. So it's going to be interesting. Right. So fun. Cool. All right. So, buddy, if you want to know more about three gun matches that are coming up, just go to threegun.ca and it's number three as opposed to spelling out three. And yeah. Maple Seeds. Uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit and then I'll give you Ryan McLean here. Uh, Maple Seeds, we have, uh, we're we're constantly adding events. By the way, it looks like we're going to have a great year this year. So, always updating the website. So why don't you actually go to the website, sign up for notifications through email. Um, but uh, we're also, we do have, a f- most of our events are selling out as soon as we post them, but we do have a few spots in Woodview, Ontario. That's one that we just added. It's on Father's Day this year. Uh, we have Brettle Bay and PEI. Um, it seems like our smallest province is, is doesn't have the population to support maybe a maple seed, but we're hoping that People will hear about it and decide to travel from New Brunswick or Nova Scotia. Uh, because PEI, you blink and you drive off the side of it. <laughs> I know this because I know PEI. Anyways, uh, Woodnock, Woodstock, New Brunswick, we have a couple of openings for that. And that is in July. Also, Mission BC and Courtney BC in June. We have a few positions on the line as well for those. So why don't you go and check those out on the website. And also watch out for Saskatchewan and Manitoba. We're going to be posting stuff for that soon. I just heard that uh, we had now have a range in Winnipeg. Woohoo! So, nice. yeah. Cool. So, One, uh, j- just so I know, how far out is your calendar like month-wise? Like, are you guys filling up through in, looking in the fall yet, or are you just... No. no. August right now, um, we're just confirming the West Coast trip, and it's technically now a West Coast trip uh, because we are going out to BC. We're going to BC in June, and then we're going to go back in July. So, and then I don't know why we did it this way because I know why we did it this way because charity shoot. Uh, so we're going East Coast in July, and then we're going in August back out West. We're going to go to Alberta. We're actually taking two teams out. So we'll have uh, two teams that will be traveling across Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Okay, so cool. August and then September and 
October and November. We'll take care of those in a little bit. Hmm. So, all right, cool. Uh, All right. Uh, Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge, sponsored by KDEX Defense, taking place on September 7th to 9th. Spots are filling fast. Uh, For more information and to register, Google the match or look up on Facebook. So that's www.facebook.com slash MLRSC. Now, I believe they're also still looking for ROs. So even if you're, if you want to check it out, you're um, you're not, you don't want to compete or you want to, you know, contribute your time to, to an event, then uh, feel free. They would, they would love to have you come out and uh, help them run the event. And there, there is a pretty good prize table, I guess, for the ROs as well. So yeah, there is so special stuff. So special stuff. stuff. Are you going to go and do that one? Are you? No, because that just, that finish or that runs right at the end of nationals. And I will have been away from home for 10 ish, 11 ish days. So I'm going to go home and spend time with my family so that my family doesn't change the locks. That's, (laughs) that's my, that's my logic. That's your goal. All right. Yeah. As long as my wife keeps letting me in the house, I'm winning. So I think. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's all about the life. It's all about the balance. Work, life, play. Got to do all those things. So, anyway. All right. Cool. Um, Why don't we? So, the Ferlachi course is going to be taking place in St. Paul's at a private range. Um, And uh, right now, I think it's pretty much they're still accepting. So, Ferlachi being. Trevor and Matthew, they're still accepting registrations for that, I think. Um, and then the day before that, they're going to be having a pub night. Uh, and so if you're interested, just uh, let them know. I think there's actually an event for that. A CCFR pub night for Latchy Course pub night that has been posted as well. Check it out on Facebook. And we're, we'll skip over the... Um, the charity shoot until everybody else yeah. is back. We should remind people though about the third annual Ryan DeGroot Memorial Steel Challenge Ooh, that's coming up know. on June second and rest Dude, of that's next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that next? That is next week. Holy yeah. crow! Yeah, time. It's it's a heck of a good time. I was I attended last year. Um, I'm not attending this year because again I'm trying to limit how much I travel. But uh, it's it's a hoot and a half. I highly recommend people. Uh, go to it. It's 20 bucks. You shoot all day. Registration's at 10 a.m. Show up and you'll get squatted and away you go. And um, yeah, th- usually there's some kind of food involved and some yeah, social shenanigans later. Yeah. yeah. Smoke in the Water is providing food for the event. And uh, yeah. So uh, gun club at gmail.com if you want more information about that or just, you know, message Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's All right. All right. Cool. Okay. So, news. News. There's, there's a bunch of stuff that uh, posted in news. Did you actually post this one about the um, uh, the e petition House of Commons? No, I did not. Why don't you take that? Okay. I didn't post it either, obviously, because I asked you. But there has been a response from the federal government about the e petition E one o nine three. It was the petition that was um, presented by Michelle Rempel. Uh, the petition was asking for all the members of the Canadian Firearms Advisory Committee or CFAC. It was re- asking for them to um, 
be required to take the uh, PAL or PAL course. And uh, the government's response was basically no. Um, <laughs> uh, the response was that they have several members of the uh, committee who are um, familiar with firearms. Um, so, sorry, just to backtrack a little bit, Michelle, she uh, sponsored this bill. It was presented by, the, it was uh, drawn up by the CCFR. The CCFR is saying, basically, if people are going to be making recommendations about firearms, they should be more informed about firearms. And uh, your basic piece of that is to take the PAL-R PAL course. Um, so Michelle did uh, present it uh, to the House of Commons, and it was um, reviewed. And as I said, the response was basically no, um, that uh, there's uh, several people, and that being three, uh, that are familiar with firearms on the um, committee themselves. There's an Olympian, uh, and there is a former police chief, and uh, I can't remember the other person that they actually said, uh, but they said that uh, that. Uh, Basically, that uh, it's not something that they are going to support, basically, because they have people who have who are familiar with firearms on the committee to make those recommendations. And that's it. It was very short, very brief. I got it as an email as well. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, and really quickly, while we're talking about uh, gun politics stuff, um, yep. the SECU C71 meetings are ongoing and CCFR. Um, yep. Representative Rod Giltaka and Tracy Wilson um, testified today with regard to uh, C-71, and so did Wendy Sukier with the whichever gun-grabbing group she's part of, I forget. Probably solving? Uh, uh, I, I can't keep track, whichever yeah. it is. So yeah. anyway, um, so hopefully that will do something, but I... <clears throat> I'm not really convinced Hopeful. that we're going to see the, um, the the government of the day make any changes. So we yeah. shall see. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, now we have one more news item. Yeah. So this is something that has been uh, posted. It's posted in Gun Nuts, but um, we were also asked to um, – presented as well. Uh, it's uh, that there was, uh, there's been some hostilities between the Calgary Shooting Centre and um, uh, the, what else is, oh, you're going to have to move your mic there. So this was posted uh, from the, um, the, the shooting edge, sorry. So there's been some hostilities between the Calgary Shooting Centre and the shooting edge. So uh I'm just going to read this. In an agreement that to put aside all of the legal and hostility issues between CSE, which is the Calgary Shooting Center, and the TSE, which is the uh, the Shooting Edge, I have agreed to put forth this statement. It speaks uh, to itself and requires no further comments. IJR uh, Cox, President and CEO of the Shooting Edge Inc., an indoor range and gun store in Calgary, Alberta, would like to formally apologize uh, to James um, Bakowski. Is that how you say that? I yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, President of the Calgary Shooting Centre and uh, the Calgary Shooting Centre Incorporated for comments I've made in, uh, that disparage their products and uh, their integrity. Beginning in 2000, uh, sorry, in June 2013, I made comments in several internet forums which accused the Calgary Shooting Centre Incorporated of selling counterfeit products which were uh, possibly prohibited in Canada and therefore illegal in nature. In January 2014, I was interviewed by Post Media News uh, concerning this issue, and I again alleged that the firearms sold by Calgary Sh uh, Shooting Center Incorporated were counterfeit or otherwise bogus and were prohibited for sale in Canada. 
In reality, my comments were false, misleading, and were offered without regard for now, uh, for how they would affect Mr. Berensky and the Calgary Shooting Centre Incorporated. Those negative comments were inappropriate, hurtful, and irresponsible. I take full responsibility for these comments and the damage done to the reputations of both uh, these parties and the negative effects on their ability to conduct business. So that was posted in the um, in Gun Nuts, and we just wanted to actually... Um, uh, review that as well as part of our news. So it looks like yeah. there's some. They're, yeah, they're I, I was go. not aware of uh, this whole situation, but it seems that um, Jader Cox um, was um, basically saying stuff that wasn't true um, yep. and has been brought up short. Um, it's It does sort of smack to me that this wasn't a totally voluntary. I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of like you make an apology and a formal one and where one is in the public and we will proceed further legal matters. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I, this this is striking me as having yeah, lawyers written all over it. And you know what? It's it's uh it's it's really sad. Like we there is a bit of a dog eat dog um thing in the Canadian firearms industry, especially yeah. be- between retailers and, and suppliers. I don't understand why it is. Um, it's such a small industry. That's why. It, well, <sighs> still, um, you know, trying to get ahead by slamming your competition um, is not the way to go. Just, just promote what you do. Be really good and at what you do. Do good at it. Yeah. What other people are doing. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, I've, you know, I've, I have friends and contacts in, in the business and um, I, the ones I respect either say nice things about other businesses or don't say or, anything at all. Exactly. You know <laughs> your, your mother. Not, they, those, those friends of mine aren't posting retractions in CGN. So I don't know. Just yeah. Saying. yeah. You know, it's, but, it's, it's almost like they're following the, you know, like that golden rule, like don't be a knob <laughs> seems to be. And yeah, anyway, that's, yeah, that's kind of a golden rule of life. Just don't be a knob. So I, yeah, don't be a penis. <laughs> did you really you had to come up with a synonym did you okay fine whatever yeah yeah all right okay. um yeah that's yeah, all there is for news right that's all there is yeah um mm-hmm. hey new gun stuff why don't you take the new gun stuff i will ruger, ruger pc9s are popping up for pre-order at 7.99 mm. so that's ruger's um pistol caliber carbine uh yep. it looks you know very reminiscent of a 1022 but it's a nine mil and yep. um, I, I'm assuming that in they're coming in in Canada with 18 inch barrels. I haven't really looked at them. Um, it's kind of a neat idea there. You can either use Ruger mags or uh, convert <laughs> them easily to Glock mags, which is kind of one of the de facto standards for uh, for pistol mags in Canada. The, the, one of the nice things is they are set up for pistol mags, not some pro- proprietary. Uh, let me trip over some words. Proprietary magazine that's effectively a rifle mag in Canada and thus limited right. to five rounds. So yep. um, like CZ Scorpion. Hey guys, maybe you could have used one of your pistol mags in that instead of a separate mag and let us kind of be hooped anyway. Um, and yeah. And oh, by the way, while we're talking about that, the CZ Scorpions are coming in now through Iron guns, I think with uh non-restricted length, 18 and a half inch barrels. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I don't really care what a gun looks like, but when you've got a little gun that's really meant to be a sub gun, that's like, you know, 18 inches long. And then you've got 18 inches of barrel sticking out the front of it. Ooh, it looks funny. It's just, I don't know. Not my thing. Anyway. 
whatever. Again, they don't have pistol mags, so to heck with them. Um, <laughs> the, the next item uh, we have. Yeah, is the uh, match ammo. Match ammo for 762 by 54 R available yeah. through Western Metal Targets. And this is uh, Privy Partisan, $27 for 20 rounds. So for shooters who bought some of those uh, Nagant sniper <laughs> rifles or they want to really see what their uh, their Russian rifles will do, yeah. get a couple boxes and see what they're capable of and uh, see, see how it works. Yeah, um, totally. You know, it's... Rounds. You know, if you're not going to handload, I mean, handloading is really probably the best option. Um, but, you know, it's for people who don't handload. I mean, there are people who are just not into that. I don't don't understand why, but whatever. It's different, different strokes. Because they don't folks. have big equipment. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm willing to understand that people have a different life than me. And that's okay. What? That's, that's fine. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm. I know. Anyway. All right. Why don't we get into the main topic? Well, we can't. Well, you were supposed to leave a, a breath so oh. that he could splice it yeah. in. Right. All right. When is Howard supposed to actually join us? Um, I told him in about 10 minutes. All right. Why don't we see and if that's... we can get through the rest of the show and then probably we can. Yeah, that'll be it. That's a plan. Let's go okay. with that. All right. All cool. right. Hello, listeners. Uh, we have a special guest tonight. Howard Tenser, who is a local local to me uh, Canadian gun enthusiast, who's just come back from a Mag Forty in Ohio. Welcome, Howard. Welcome, uh, great to be here. Great to be on the audio, first time. Awesome. So, okay, uh, you sent me an email um, uh, a couple weeks ago now, asking me for tips about the Mag Forty, and I was in a position where I was not even looking at email. So I didn't actually get your email until after you came back. So I'm assuming you made out all right without my bad advice. Yep. I made it through the border checkpoints both ways. Amazingly enough, that was pretty scary, but uh, whatever. Yeah. As long as you get your paperwork together, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you traveled through Michigan, not New York, right? Yes, I did. I avoided the New York trap. Yeah, I've I've done both. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, I didn't go through New York with a rifle. I went through New York with a pistol, and it was not a problem. So okay. I didn't have it. But I didn't I think also, you could go down through that way. That's why I avoided it. Oh no, you you can totally. Um, handguns are fine. Um, they the guy at the border gave me some kind of. Fly, I asked him about bringing an AR-15. He's like, "Oh yeah, no, you can't bring that into New York." But hmm. I don't know if that's true or not because there is the whole interstate transport of firearms thing that mm -hmm. they have so i think it's actually legal you're not breaking any laws either way but well, that's good yeah but as long as you're not stopping overnight or anything like that as long as you're traveling just you're transiting going. i guess yeah yeah i mean and and going through new york state i always made sure i stopped on either end to get gas i didn't mm -hmm. i didn't want to you know, outside, right. got gas in Ontario before I left and gas right. in Pennsylvania before I came back through. So anyway, okay. okay. So traveling through the States, that's blah, blah, no big deal. So you went down to Ohio. Uh, so this is with Safety Solutions Academy. Uh, uh, they were the host, right? Paul Carlson? Yep. Paul Carlson. He's a great guy. Yep. Uh, he hosted it, the event at, uh, was it South, South, Southville? 
I anyway, it's a range out there. Great range, great range. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's an old uh, quarry, I believe, and uh, so right. yeah. you know, sixty to hundred foot vertical walls at the back of each shooting position. Rooms are not a problem there. That's yeah, no, good. awesome, awesome facility. Um, so you did the, the the Mag Forty event. So you did two days of classroom to start, and then two days on the range, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. They mixed. Yeah, they changed it around. So. Uh, what was as as a Canadian? Which which half was your uh, was your favorite part? The shooting part which or the classroom part? part? You, you know what? I went down there without any real preconceptions. I mean, I'd heard a lot about it. About Masa, I mean, Masada Yubi is obviously a, a legend in the uh, in the industry in in the community, and um, you know, it was sort of a bucket list thing just to to take a course with him. And uh, but I, I didn't have a lot of preconceptions as to what I was going to be learning or going through. Uh, going down there, I'd heard a lot about it, you know, little bits and pieces of different, you know, different podcasts, but I didn't really do any research into what was actually cut. I knew the basics were concealed carry for U.S. citizens, you know, being uh, uh, learning what the ins and outs are to not get yourself in a, in a, in a bad situation. The whole situation could be bad, but especially bad after when you have to face the courts, because that goes on forever. So, um, yeah, it was. I, I didn't really have any any expectations. But which was my favorite part? I'd say my favorite part was was the first part, the classroom, um, just because that's really what I, I had a lot of questions about. And uh, even though you and I had done the uh, the sort of Mag Forty Light last year, last uh, September, I'm not going to mention names or anything, but we did that course in again. It was at the Barry Gun Club at the Back Range. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Fire Art Solutions. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was the sort of background. And um, so I I figured it was going to be, you know, somewhat along those lines, but a lot more involved. The funny thing was, um, again, I had no preconceptions as what was going to be taught in the the, uh, practical portion. But I ended up getting a lot out of it uh, in terms of uh, really refining techniques. So I I was happy about the whole thing. It was just, it was a great weekend. Yep. I've... um... Getting back to the the range portion, I've I've never had a pistol instructor um, as thorough as as Mass. Yeah, uh, just the way to to break down what he wanted you to do and explain why, and then the alternatives and and, and that kind of stuff. It was it was fantastic. He's a he's a master instructor on top of being a you know a master pistol user, and then yeah the the overwhelming wealth of knowledge he has with with regard to the laws regarding self-defense um yes now how um how long have you been back since the since the event it just did it finish up just this weekend yeah i just finished uh what's today today's thursday i came yeah. back i came back yesterday it finished up on tuesday okay so cool it's all real new to me i was back i was just sort of typing up my notes starting to go through it for that two-week period where you're supposed to retype everything and right hopefully we'll be sharing it with some other people okay have you uh, had a chance to dig into the Canadian Criminal Code uh, with regard to? The I had looked at it before, and yeah. what, one thing that got me was actually I was basically sur- not. I, I was surprised that is that it's really very similar. I mean, yep. when it comes down to it, if you're in a situation where you have to use deadly force, you're in the same boat whether you're in the U.S. or in Canada. The uh, the, yep. the prosecutor, the, the government, this, whether it's Crown uh, Crown. Uh, here were the crown attorney, they're their district attorney. 
um, they're going to do the same things to you. Uh, potentially, they're going to try and hit you the same ways. And it comes down to knowing that what you having the knowledge to act in the what is it the doctrine of the reasonable man. And if you've mm -hmm. got that behind you, you hopefully will be okay as long as you have a good lawyer, I guess. And yeah. you shut your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's but yeah, that that was one of the surprising takeaways that that a lot of people wouldn't understand after studying that is we do essentially have the same rights to self defense. Now there's there's lots of you know different parts. I, I think there's uh, in the states there's certainly different instances where you wouldn't even be charged, whereas in Canada I think a charge would be pretty much automatic, and then they let it let the court sort it out. But the the nuts yeah. and bolts of the the basis of the law is is very much the same. So. The nuts and bolts are the same, but the real what, what's I mean, obviously, and it's really been portrayed in the media. We're not encouraged in any way, shape or form to defend ourselves. And no, that's that's unfortunate because like like we've we've learned it's it, the 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 origins are in the same this from the states are from the same origins, English common law. Yeah. So. It's it's interesting because there was actually um, an article I posted or I shared today uh, on my Facebook page about um, a police inspector in Victoria who was um, they're circulating information to the public about how to deal with um, mass attack situations and um, you know the the run hide and fight as as your three options and they're just saying that that is something you may have to do so. There's starting to be maybe a bit of a sign from the authorities that yeah we can tell people it's okay to actually fight back. Um, it's but when you learn as as you go through that course, my takeaway from the Meg Forty was, wow, do I ever really hope I never get in this situation because it's it's all kinds of bad. There's yeah. no no winners in, there in any no. type of attack like that where where your life is where you're in reasonable fear for your life. It's mm -hmm. it's a lose lose for everyone involved. Totally, totally, because it's yeah. gonna it's gonna remain with you for the rest of your life, yep. and that's yep. whether or not you would go through a long lengthy court court battle or not. So, yep, absolutely, so that's definitely the case. So um, now I, I know from our chats, you also have your New Hampshire concealed carry permit. Yeah, that was a trip. That was uh, you know it's funny. I, I'm sure I don't know if you felt the same thing, but the the, the first hour of putting strapping it on and going out in public and you know you want to keep checking and thinking like oh my god is everybody looking at me and, <laughs> but after you know after a while it was it just felt it was so natural you know it was you know it's realistically you know Masad goes you know has the 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 uh, simile in in uh, uh, comparing it to us to a fire extinguisher and that's the reality i mean to to me you to kelly the, to the, the normal people we're not going we're not the risk. I mean, the, I mean, let's face it. The the average firearms owner is is not the problem. Where what yeah. percentage of the population that actually is at risk for any criminal behavior whatsoever? But the media and the left don't portray it as, as such. And we're so we're the poster child for the gun nuts, the crazies. I don't think I'm that yep. crazy. My kids might think that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I've I've met you several times. Uh, yeah, I've never felt you were crazy, never once. And and certainly one of the one of the big takeaways that you're reminding me of um, in the Mag Forty course is what what Ma what Mass talks about in in reading body language, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and cues of you know how people are are acting and whether or not there are people who are likely to be a threat and that gives you a heads up to be able to get out of that situation mm-hmm. um you know it's it's not us this whole concealed carry thing um and and a lot of a lot of people who are not in the know it is not like a wild west movie thing where you're going around looking for trouble it's it's giving you a way to stay the heck out of it just and just Polite avoid all society. that yeah well well that's it and just and just you learn that okay i i don't need to have a life threatening mm-hmm. event today i can i can go do something else and and yeah. get out of this situation without having it well, it's learning restraint. It's knowing that you you need to exercise restraint. And yeah, let's face it. I mean, going through life, that's really uh, one of the big lessons. There's too many people that that don't have that have no restraint. And I mean, maybe they don't show it in any really uh, manifestly, you know, uh, atrocious behavior, but in it comes out in, in 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 more subtle ways. But it's always there. And yeah, people are just there's a lot well, of I mean, people that aren't very pleasant. How often have we heard the argument from from the the quote unquote gun grabbers where they say, "Well, if if I had a gun on me, then I'd I'd shoot people in road rage," yeah. Yeah. and and my thought is, "Wow, you have you have some real issues that you need to work out." I've well, I've never felt isn't that what ne- people that that say things like that? They're the ones that are actually the problem. They're they're the ones that are that are pointing the finger at everyone else, but it's their own it's their yeah. own uh, internal problem. Yeah, and they can't imagine that they have a problem or that people think differently than them. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've never been in a traffic altercation where I felt the need to attack somebody. Yeah. Um normally if there's a, a traffic problem that I'm involved, I'm usually going, My bad, I did I yeah, I screwed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's usually I'm I'm the cause. It's not it's not somebody else that I'm getting frustrated at. So at worst I've got somebody driving too slow or making a or just refusing to use that blinker to to make a lane change, but other than you know, I'd, it's not worth getting tense about. But no. I guess some people really have issues with that. So, yep, that's what society's like. I remember about twenty years ago, I got into a situation where I don't. I mean, it was stupid of me, but for some reason, somebody did something that upset me, and I flashed the finger at them, and they ended up following me right to my home. And so, you know, I've never been one to back down from anything. I get out of my car, and so there's two guys get out of their car, and I'm like, oh, this isn't. This is yeah, no this good. isn't going to go is, well. Yeah, this, this isn't is not go. good. And uh, you know, I, I just defused the situation. I said, look, you know, <laughs> buddy, you know, I, I'm sorry if I offended you in any way. You know, I was just uh, whatever. And it, it 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 diffused, which was which was good because it couldn't it wouldn't have gone good. But it was a real lesson in. You know, it seems very innocuous what you do, but there's people out there who you really take offense, who are, are on the edge or are just crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and it's best to yep. just walk away, live another uh, yeah. day. Yeah, those yeah, those are, are two very, uh, very good lessons there. But it, again, just in that situation, you were technically in a in a life threatening situation at that yep. point because you were you were faced with two adversaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, um, I forget the exact act terms, but force they certainly had the, yeah, force of numbers. So, yeah. you know, that's, and that's something to be avoided. It's, it's yeah. best to avoid that situation, yeah. you know, it's, uh, but even in, even a situation like that, it's sort of, you're on the edge because nothing has happened yet. And it's not, no. a, it, you can, you're still on the edge where if you, if you had pulled, you'd be brandishing. You, I think you'd still be, you'd be, you could be, um, charged with brandishing 
So it's not on it, it's not the, the 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 intent wasn't manifest. It may have led to it, but initially and that, that yeah, was that was some of the things that come up in the class that you realize that you really got to be sure of what's going on. And unfortunately, because we have uh, the, the what is it? The the LEOs can have um, use necessary force, but we have to use equal force. And until the, the force yeah. Manifest still re- be unequal. I think it's still reasonable force, not equal force. Reasonable force. That's it. Yes, yeah, that's, it. that's yeah. Force. And that's and there's a big difference there. Yes. Um, you know, if you because people will say, well, why do you need a knife to defend yourself against someone with a stick? Well, mm-hmm. if if someone who's a lot bigger than me is attacking me with a stick, uh, me having a stick isn't going to do very do do much good. And and right. and Mass even talked about that with you know attackers being manifestly different in size mm-hmm. than than their victim. I mean, just sure it's one on one, but you've got an eighty year old man in a walker and some twenty yeah. year old kid, that's that's, you know, a disparity of force there. So And I guess really the idea is to discourage anything from going any further. So Yep. Well and again, you had your incident and you managed to defuse it and that yep. was really the best at that point that was the best option. The best oh, yeah. outcome that could happen. It's <laughs> it just was. Yeah. They yeah. were both bigger than me anyway, so it could it would and, have been. and ultimately like they, they, they won by allowing themselves to defuse too, because they didn't end up dealing yeah. with uh law enforcement officers in law enforcement officers' professional capacity. Yeah. Usually not good if you're if you're dealing with, with police in a in their professional capacity. So No, unfortunately they might have, the police may have been in their uh in, in their capacity to draw a ch- uh, chalk line around the body, but you know <laughs> Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's all it's all not good. Can so. I ask you a question with respect to that? So this was an incident. How many years ago was it? This is about 1986. So a few years ago, right? Yeah. So you've taken the Meg 40 now. Mm-hmm. Would you have done something differently now that no. you've taken the Meg 40? No. Well, okay. would have, I, I would have handled it the same way. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have escalated. It's. But so. I mean, I, I already had learned that that lesson. Yeah. A long time ago, but okay. now I have a lot more background in terms of being in a situation where uh, I have another option. It's it's you, you still want to handle it the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, sure. We have Dave Young here in Canada. Are you interested in taking that course to see if it's similar? Yeah, or- yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I uh, I've um, I've done a lot of uh, a lot of um, uh, I've done a lot of uh, training, and you know, I'm always looking for things that are different. So, okay. uh, Dave, Dave Young does it, it's uh, caps, right? And yeah. but does, is he the one that also does the? Um, yeah, caps is the simulation where you have a it's sort it's, of a screen. And you, uh, yeah. Yes, in uh, he's in he's in Quebec, right? But he, he's um, from what I understand, he's he's done things he does things in the U.S. as well. He's sort of yeah, he has, he's originated yeah. the system, I think, or yeah. yeah. I think he probably would have an easier time doing some of that stuff in the states. Yeah. he's had some problems with uh, here in Canada. Yeah, in Canada, with, oh, has uh, it? Yeah. yeah, with the police in in Quebec saying, "Yeah, you can't give this training to civilians." To civilians, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah shame. So that, that's the one thing I find. Well, you know what? I mean, I, t- truthfully, I mean, I got into into. I've been into shooting for. I mean, I got my first uh, rifle and a long ago. Like <laughs> that was uh, actually it was probably just before I had that altercation. But um, 
and then soon after that, I, I got my first pistol, which was in 1911. And I went through the whole Ipsic black badge thing, but I never, I never pursued it. I never actually did my first shoot, so I never actually got qualified. And then I sort of sat on it for years and years and years. And it was only two years ago I got back into it. And at that point, I had been so out of the, the whole um, firearms community thing for, for so long that I was astounded. You mean we can own ARs and we can do this kind of training? We can, I had no idea that there was anything like this available until uh, two years ago. And I've been now, since I found out, I've been trying to do as much training as I can. I, I, I love it. So, but it's a hobby. It's an expensive hobby. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And and certainly, like, going to a MAG-40 course is not a cheap endeavor. Um, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's four days of high-quality training. So you, uh, yeah. you're you paying through that, plus your travel, plus hotel and all that stuff. Of, of course, now I've, I've got the bug and I'm looking at the MAG-30 because that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, so I've, I've looked at that as well. And I'm just like, ugh, can't, can't swing it this this year. It's uh, it's an expensive uh Expensive yeah. weekend, so um, but it, it, it'll be a hoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it? Is it what two, three thousand rounds for the three thousand rounds? Three thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of lead to bring down. So <laughs> yeah. Well, and and honestly, because we're lucky enough that we can drive to those things. Because if you were mm-hmm. flying, you'd be oh, God, you'd be yeah. having to buy it down there or get and it. And the, the problem uh, is, it seems that there. we get a better deal on ammunition than they do down there. Don't tell them that. Don't mm. don't. Don't tell them that. Yeah. We pay yeah. half the price on twenty two here. Just yeah. Shush, shush! Don't tell them that Trump will get <laughs> involved. Up here and, and 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 we'll have the the Fed the the liberals will add a tax to, to yeah. Uh, um. Now a question: uh, How many other were there any other Canadians at at the event? With no, you? no. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm sure it was the same for you. We're a novelty. In fact, you get all oh, the yeah. questions. You, you guys have guns up there. You guys put <laughs> this up there. You actually know how yeah. to shoot. And I, I was I, I you I'm, you I know you did well on the on on the on the uh, qualification, but I was I you know I, I got to say for the um, like I said I didn't have any expectations really going into the into the uh, the range portion, but I really did pick up a lot of technique, and I was mm-hmm. I was so proud of myself because I did, I I think I did really great. I got a two ninety six out of three hundred on the. Uh, yeah, on the qualification and uh, everybody that beat me were all they were all instructors so I, figured, <laughs> was, I felt so great that was a real and uh you know so i felt like uh here's the canuck he's actually uh he actually knows how to shoot so uh yeah it was it felt pretty good but uh, i'm sure i surprised a, a few uh few people uh down there uh, just the fact that i showed up <laughs> any issues at all crossing the border with you with respect to training at all you know what? It, it's it, it. I gotta say, it was it was it, it's really Easy. amusing. It, it is it isn't it isn't. I went down there and I was so nervous going through the border, going through U.S. Customs. I said, "Oh my God!" And going into another country, I've got two pistols with me. I've got ammunition. Oh my God! Oh my God! But I had all my my paperwork. It was all obviously it's in order. And I get down there, and, and the guy's so lackadaisical about things. Oh yeah, okay. Where are you going? What are you doing? And that was it. And I was in in and out in two minutes. Coming back at the border, um, the the initial. Uh, in, um, Where'd you come through when you came back? Uh, well, now I know that I can do it. 
<laughs> I came back through uh, Niagara Falls. I just didn't want to stand oh, no. there for two hours okay. or whatever. So uh, I figured I don't have to see anybody, and I'm just transiting. I didn't stop anywhere in New York. So uh, I came through, I uh, uh, guess it's yeah. Lewiston, which, whatever bridge that is. Yeah. So, and and that was the that was the only he actually. It's not that he gave me a hard time, but he had a lot of questions. So, what did you go down there for? Was it a competition? I said, Well, no, it's actually training. What kind of training? And I think, Oh boy, you know. I said, He says, like IPSC, IPSC, and I said, Yeah, just like that. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly like yeah. that. And okay. uh, so then I got the secondary inspection, and they wanted to look. And again, they just. They, they looked at everything. The, the serial numbers matched up. And uh, how many rounds do you have left? I mean, well, probably about 200 odd rounds. It, it, it also, it was, it was fairly, I wouldn't say it was quick because they're there. So they want to do the thorough inspection. So they went through all my stuff and I didn't have any illegal immigrants or, you know, whatever. I mean, <laughs> I was clean. So there, there was no, there's no reason to, I didn't have anything to worry about and they had nothing to really find, but you know, so it, it took longer to go through yeah. that than anything else. Yeah. Kelly, has, has that been your experience traveling down? Have you gone down to uh, Maple Seed events with, with firearms and come back oh, yeah. or I've been across the you, border have with you had any pistols, any issues, fire rifles. Yeah. I've have only had any issues. No, I've only ever been pulled over to secondary once, and that was through Detroit. The woman actually was brand new, um, CBSA. She didn't actually want to hear anything. She just said, go to secondary. Um, They actually didn't know what was uh, restricted and non-restricted. The guys that came Mm -hmm. out to the car, they didn't even know what a 1022 was. Or anyways, so... um, well, I guess the question I would have for you, which is, is, you know, I thought I was going through, and the guys asked me, questions right and oh when, when it first started off before he before it got to the point asking me about what i was going down there for i um it seemed like he he, he was at the point he said asked me you know if i had bought anything and i said no you know i have 40 bucks worth of stuff right and it seemed almost like he was he would have been happy with letting me go but i'm looking at the sign that says you have to declare right. any firearms i'm thinking well He's i better required. say i've got them yeah, he's required. And, and if you don't, started. by the way, that's illegal. So yeah. you are required to, but he's also required to ask them for you, ask you if you have them as well. So, so it's a bit of a gray area because if you don't ask me, I could have gone through, but then I'd be breaking the law. Correct. So you have yeah. to declare them. And yeah. you know what? Just declare it. Go over to secondary if they pull you over and, and yeah. you're, you're fine, right? Yeah. It's the people that aren't declaring them that are hiding them in their mm-hmm. wheel wells. That they have to worry about, right? And you're yeah. not doing any of that, so and they I, wouldn't. I'm curious. Better. I'm curious about that, Kelly, because once I've crossed the border mm-hmm. and I'm transporting in accordance with Canadian law, I'm right. not breaking any laws. Mm, no, but you're, if you're not declaring, you're required to declare at the border. Interesting. Yep. Huh. You know, they were one thing that somewhat su- surprised me is they were really up on. Um, they asked about. Um, I don't remember what the question how the question came out, but we were talking about an ATT. And I said, well, we don't okay. need one yet. We're going to need one soon. Which side, CBSA or the? CBSA. American. Okay. So yeah. they're, they're starting to prepare for that, I do yeah. believe. Like and that's going to be Americans, they just want, sorry? Because it's going to be somewhat untenable. I and mean, let's say we, you know, because we, we say, okay, when are you going and when are you coming back? Okay, I'm coming back on Sunday. Right. Well, 
or, or let's say we're coming back on Monday and for some reason I need to come back on the Sunday. Okay, but now we've got a problem because you can't call the office, the CFO, to change your date. Right. But you, no. or, um, I mean, I, I, there's, 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 there could be a situation there's... where you'd be breaking law because you'd be coming back on, not on the day that you're supposed to and you have no means, no, there's no way that you can actually change that. I've tried uh, contacting them. Okay, go, Brian. Okay, my, my experience with that is like, because I've, I've had to get ATTs to yep. go to New Brunswick, that sort of thing, and they give you grace period. Wait, and right? it's not that you're uh, going to be traveling on specific days. Oh. It's just that you're going to be away from your home for this range of time. Okay. Because yeah. they, they do understand stuff happens. And, you know, if worse comes to worse, if you did have to be uh, gone, say your car breaks down, something like that, mm-hmm. you you can call them, uh, assuming it's not a, on a week- weekend. And just say, this is what's happened. I need an extension for my ATT. Can you email it to me? And I, my experience with Ontario has been pretty decent. Yeah. They're not, they're not, now, I haven't had a breakdown. I haven't had to ask for that. But the the staff there are understanding that life happens. They're not draconian and you can only do this on these days and we don't care. Now, when I moved... When I moved, that was a problem. I was only allowed to move my guns on one day. I said, well, yeah. can you give me a three-day window? Nope. It has to be this day. Oh, yeah, okay. that's been my experience with, with moves. You've got but for that. traveling, they're, they're much more – it's been my experience. They've been much more lenient. So whenever I go to New Brunswick, say, to, to an event, um, they'll they give me a couple extra days on either end mm-hmm. for, you know, for sh- stuff happening. So Amazing. And the world hasn't ended. Well, yeah, it's it's one of those odd things, and and, and honestly, it's, I'm more concerned about traveling through Quebec always, just because the oh yeah the attitude towards yeah firearms in Quebec is different than the rest of Canada. So I you know try to not we treat it, Quebec kind of like traveling through um, to a foreign country. Yeah, except there's <laughs> no there's no checkpoint to go through. But I mean, generally speaking, when I travel through yeah. Quebec with non-Quebec plates, I tend to be. Um, pretty pretty good on the speed and the whole thing and and honestly i'm trying to get from one end to the other without having to stop for gas anyway so it's best to not put your foot down so i I haven't done the interprovincial transfer or transit yet but uh i'm actually thinking at some point taking some uh, courses down at sig uh the sig academy and that's uh we have somebody in the club that's been doing it a few times and goes through quebec and enters i think in vermont goes down yes yeah so now there now Mass Mass is out of Vermont, is he? Is he? No, New Hampshire. No. New Hampshire. Is he not? New Han- oh, okay. Well, he's but he spends most of his time in Florida. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I shouldn't say that he travels most of the time. Yeah, yeah, he does. All right. Isn't okay. it amazing? What a great shot! I'm not amazing. I was totally blown away by Gail's um, abilities. How abilities? Yeah, I had no idea. And she shoots. They both sh- no. Yeah, they both shot two ninety nines. They both, you know, missed yeah. up on one. But yeah. wow, oh. she can shoot. <laughs> Very unassuming. Yeah, you would look yes. at her and you wouldn't think that she's actually somebody who would be carrying yeah. a firearm or shooting. So yeah, yeah. Well, she's uh, yeah. Well, I guess she's that book Chicago, she had to learn how. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, um, Kelly, did you have any other questions for? No, I pretty much asked them as I was going through. I was interested if you were going to follow up with Dave Young and do the Canadian version of it. But I also wanted to know, yeah. you know, kind of like what your favorite part was. Um, 
Do you think he would actually take it in another state, or do you think that would you be interested in going back? Like it's a lot, it's a lot of money, right? But would you be interested in going back and doing it? I'm seriously. Well, I'm, I've already registered for because Paul gave a you know a, a show special type thing. Okay. So I'm going to take this. Uh, what's it called? Critical defensive handgun. Yep. So right. I, I, yeah. I signed up for that. Oh, okay. And that's in end of August. I, I hope I'll be able. To, I, I signed up for. It. I said, listen, if I can't make it to this one, can I put it off to another one? He said, sure. But then there's the Mag 30. So that, and I was listening to um, to uh, uh, Paul's one of his uh, Safety Solutions Academy yeah. podcast today, and they were talking about it, and it sounds really interesting. But I, you know, at some point, it's sort of my bucket list. I wouldn't mind going through all of them. They're all. Um, I, I love training. I don't. I, I I'm going to spend. I really don't spend on on firearms. I, I spend obviously on ammunition, and I spend on training. That's okay. that's uh, that's my passion, I guess. It's the only place we really get to shoot, other than putting a, a target on a on a on a on a stand and sitting there plinking at it. You know, moving around, shooting. And I mean, I do IDPA, so mm. um, but still, it's only once a week, and it's limited. Yeah, I, I, I want to get down and actually take a course with Paul directly myself, because um, uh, and we have a bottle of scotch to drink. He and I. So yeah, he mentioned uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to get down and do that. Um, so maybe I should probably make that a, a bucket list kind of thing for next year, yeah. and try and fit that in. So, um, and I would, I would go back certainly and do the pistol, um, the pistol portion with Mass again in mm-hmm. the next couple of years. Um, the the legal stuff is great, um, and it's it's certainly worth refreshing. But after a while, I found it a little hard on the head too, because you you start you're thinking all the time about kind of like the worst of society and some of the worst stuff that can happen mm-hmm. to you. And after a while, it just kind of wore on me a little bit. So, um, so. I there's there's a little there was an experience there. You're going to edit this? Uh, sh- sure. <laughs> or or maybe we should wait until after the interview. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm not editing it, so let's yeah okay. yeah we don't I don't trust the editor to to make this happen. So that's all right, right, cool. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. Um, so I think we're gonna let you free. Thank you very much, Howard, for your hey, time tonight. Great. We we appreciate it, and uh, you know maybe uh, maybe we'll get a chance to head down and uh, meet with Paul and do some shooting uh, together. That'd be cool. We're in the same yeah. neck of the woods, so we can yeah. travel together and make that yeah. happen. So cool. All right, thanks a lot. Okay. Take care. Nice talking with you guys, girls. And thanks very much again, for Howard, for coming on the show and talking to us about Make 40. Awesome. Listener feedback. Listener feedback is uh, sponsored by Highlander Tactical. Go to uh, highlandertactical.com to check out the great supply of both inside and outside the waistband holsters today. Use promo code. This is all uh, capital letters, by the way. Slamfire, and it's one word, uh, to check out. check it out and save 10% on your order. Uh, by the way, I would like to say thank you to Highlander Tactical for being a sponsor of the charity shoot. Sweet. Why don't you take the one from James B? Oh, I suppose eventually <laughs> I had. Holy crow. When does he have time to write all this stuff? Well, all right. You go down further. He tells you about it. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Well, this will be, listeners, this will be my first time reading it too. So we're all going to discover this together from James B. Hey, Slamfire listeners and crew. Just listen to Joe Rogan's experience, episode 1106 or 1106 or 1106 
insert a Trevor triggered moment. I noticed that too. I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day and he puts the and in. I thought mm-hmm. of Trevor. Yeah. Colleen Noir is an American gun rights activist, member of the National Rifle Association and host of the NRA freestyle web series Noir. How do you say it, Frosty? Noir. LOL. Frosty isn't French. He has no. A- but he doesn't. It's noir. Okay, it might, whatever. Maybe he's <laughs> referring to the show, but whatever. That's fine. Um, yes. A really good gun-related podcast. So much better than that slam for slam for higher radio. Ouch! They <laughs> talked about the problems in America with the mass shootings at schools and the other mental health problems. They also talked about Britain's government going to ban knives because of the homicides, as rates have increased because there are no guns. Leave it to the government to ban guns, then knives. What's next? Cars? Yeah, that's on the list, no doubt. Um, White ones. Well, I'm going to jail in England as a good boy scout. I always carry a pocket knife and a rape whistle, especially when I'm around anyone named Matt or Mo. Please <laughs> check it out. I, you know what, James? I've met you. You're good. You don't need the whistle. <laughs> Not for you. You're fine. All right. Please check it out. The girls. Riesling, Merlot, and Pinot Grino are still accepting donations for the charity shoot. You're in trouble, Trevor. They are looking forward to hear your beautiful singing voice and look forward to see your new career as a backup singer to Justin Bieber. Remember, yeah. if Trevor invites you to his dookie dungeon, run, run away, nothing good will happen to you and you will never be the same again. I was there once and never been back. This is a warning to you, the listener. Keep up the good work. Anyone get their SLR yet? No, I don't think so. No. Yes, uh, written on an iPhone while trying to fix a refrigerant leak. Refrigerant, non-toxic, non-flammable, and still messes you up. Yeah. Okay. Sure, James. I think he's yeah. Been- blame it on. Blame it on your environment. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's been breathing in the fumes. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Thank you, James, for that insightful email. I removed the PPS, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good idea. Thank you, James Burke, a.k.a. Ginger Snaps. I'm sure that Trevor will be yelling at his radio as he's listening to this. All right. Possibly. Um, no, I know he will be. Uh, there's one here from Ryan M. It's, hi, guys and gals. I listened to episode 256 about match prep, and it was great. Just like uh, to add that uh, a lot of folks wear black clothing in the middle of summer and complain they are super hot and sweaty. Duh, wear like uh, colored clothing and all things you listed as well. So basically, yeah, that's one of the things we did forget. That's why I opted for a white sponsored jersey this year. Yeah, but wait, wait, you go to, uh, it's going to be like great. It'll look like I'm working. It'll it'll look like I'm trying hard. All right. It's fine. Yeah, no, white is a bad color to take to the range. Meh. 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 Okay. If you would like to email the show, you can send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. And you can complain about the white clothing that and how dirty it gets. iTunes reviews. We have none. And we don't have any um, pod bean as well. So send us an actual iTunes review. We would love to hear from you. And it actually gets us noticed as well. So, yep. Send us a review. Shout outs. You got any, Adriel? Or sorry, Adriel's gone. So, Brian. Got any shout outs? I, I really don't have any shout outs this week. Oh, okay. 
I have a couple. I have uh, Jeremy and Elijah, or Jeremiah and Elijah. They're listeners. They were at the shoot in London on the weekend, so I just want to say hello. I got to work with Elijah a little bit. Um, Miss Stacy actually worked with him the most because he's a youth shooter as well. He was pretty awesome. He had his own little rascal that he was using, so it was pretty cool. And Jeremiah is a pretty good shooter as well. So just wanted to say hello. I gave him a patch, by the way. He said that he heard about Maple Seed through Slime Fire. So I gave him a patch. I had some with me. Yep. Actually, you know what? I thought about it. I do have a shout out. I will shout out Robert Wyatt with the uh, Paracast. It's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Robert. Go see Infinity Wars, then go see Solo. It's not hard. Just don't, don't choose between them. Go see both. Yeah. Infinity Wars. I liked it. I liked it. I didn't like it, though. Just <laughs> saying. You know what? I don't want to hear your negativity. So there. <laughs> moving on. Yes. Uh, moving on. Okay. Patreon. We ha- we're we sitting at 92 Patreon supporters. That's awesome. But we don't have any new Patreonies. If you would like to go and support our podcast, and when you do support us, you get to have content like this. Um, you can actually go to patreon.com and backslash slamfire radio go there and you can uh, show us a little love support us um, and then you get pretty cool content as well that's exclusive to uh, patreonis uh, we do have patches uh, that we're sending out in the mail as well I see that a few of you have sent uh, emails to uh, slamfire radio at gmail with your addresses we do need those if you do support us through patreon we would like to send stuff out to you as well and apparently we have t-shirts that are just come in and we have to figure out how we're going to actually distribute those as well so yeah i just want to say thank you for being a patreon supporter of us because it's pretty cool all right well i think it's actually at the stage where we're awkward so it means we're signing off right right friend when the listeners are listening to the podcast at this point, they're probably hearing Steve Lee sing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you know what we forgot to do? Totally. Hello. Yeah. What? We forgot to do feedback from the YouTube. Do we have any? We don't because the because of the technical difficulties are everything got cut off. We suck. Um. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it literally is Adriel's fault, even though it's. He can't help it. Yeah, so. he he hung up and then it ended the the link. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Anyway, but we love All him right. because. Yeah. We what would we do without him? Anyway, let's go through the sign out sign off, okay. Kelly. All right. Say goodbye. So, no, I can. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. Please join one of the national firearms uh, associations, such as the CCFR or the CSSA or any of them, because really they're they're actually advocating for us, especially you know like today when they were testifying. Woo-hoo. Um, check out us. Check us out on Gunners of Canada. By the way, I've been chatting with a few of you on there, so that's awesome that you're actually you know using the old links and and chatting with us. Uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, we're at one thousand nine hundred as of today. That's awesome. Thank it's nineteen hundred and nothing. Nineteen hundred and zero is nineteen hundred and double lot zero. Double lot. Double lot is good. Double lot. Okay. Double lot. All right. Cool. All right. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, watching, whatever you're doing. I don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> have a good night, and we'll talk to you all next week. And Trevor, I hope you actually find your plane. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something.
Get a gun.